0: Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing clutter-free gift ideas for kids and teens and ideas to help declutter and organise their toys before the influx of gifts at Christmas and how to get your kids involved. Let's jump into this Simply Happy Conversation. (music) Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, Wellness and Organisational Coach and Yin and Nidra Yoga Instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organisational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritise your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organisational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritise your health. Thanks for joining me for today's solo episode about getting your kids involved to help declutter and organise their toys before Christmas, especially because we know there's going to be an influx of gifts, and it's like, where are we going to store all of these? I'm also going to share some clutter-free gift ideas specifically for children. So why do we have so many toys? People have a lot more disposable income than we did back when it was my generation and it was gift buying time, and we would only ever get gifts at Christmas and our birthdays. Now you see children getting gifts throughout the year, maybe for doing a great job at school and various other things that they might have done. They may also get more pocket money. I know when we got pocket money, it was enough to buy a bag of mixed lollies at the milk bar, whereas for my own children, they get their money and it's in an account and they save up and then they go and use their card and buy things. Toys are definitely more affordable than they were. Even in the 15 years that I have seen from my daughter to now, I see toys, the price of toys has definitely decreased over the years. Not that I'm buying her toys now, but I do see it in, you know, at Kmart and Target compared to when she was a baby, how much more expensive, especially when it came to sort of like those wooden environmental type of toys. Games as well. I feel that games prices have come down significantly over the last couple of years. You're able to get some of these games in our department stores that in the past you could only get on a sort of specialised website. And another one that I hear a lot from my clients is that they show their love because they're time poor and they're working longer hours in purchasing things for kids. So they buy toys to keep kids occupied, but really we could just give them a box and they would be just as happy. I'm a huge fan of Instagram for simple ideas using things around the home. If you just do a search for 101 play ideas, you will get heaps and heaps of amazing little games and things that you can create yourself because we all know that kids lose interest in things really quickly. But when are there too many toys? So you'll know that you've got too many toys in your home when packing away is difficult for you, but also for your kids. If you say to them they need to pack away their toys and it's just too overwhelming because there's too many there, you know that you've got a problem. The other thing is that I always hear this, oh, my kids don't pack up. But when we say pack away the toys, what are we actually meaning? When we can break down that instruction to our kids, it makes it less overwhelming. So maybe it's like, could you just pick up the dolls and put them away? Or could you just pick up all the cars and they have to just find that one item to help with putting away the toys? Kids also feel so overwhelmed when there's too much to play with, there's too much decision making and we all know it's really difficult when there's too many decisions to make. For myself, if I go into a restaurant and the menus say 10 pages long, I'm going to struggle to make a decision, whereas if it's just the one page, I can find from five things and I'm happy to choose something. So we feel overwhelmed. If we're feeling overwhelmed, that's when you're going to hear kids say, I'm bored, they're not really bored. They're just overwhelmed, not sure what to choose and what to play with. I find that they become less creative too when there's too many choices. And they may even become overstimulated because of there's so many things in their environment. And you'll know you have too many toys if you have less physical space to even sit. And maybe watch TV if it's in the same room. Another thing when there's too many toys is that kids then may not play together because they've got their own object and they're playing with that. Whereas when there's a smaller amount of toys, you find that siblings or other children that have come over to play are got more likely to then try and play together and interact with each other. They're also less appreciative of what they have. So they're less likely to look after their toys when they have an abundance of toys and really not appreciating the amount that they have. Let's move on to some gift ideas that aren't toys for children and teens that family and friends could give this Christmas. So let's start. I've broken them down into four ideas. So gift an experience. Number two is gift a practical present. Number three is gift cards and number four is subscriptions. So I'll go through each one of those and give you some ideas of things that you might like to do with your own children or maybe it's even nephews or nieces that you need to also purchase gifts for. Under our gifting and experience it's about giving them something fun to do that you could also save yourself time from running around trying to get items from the shop because you may be able to just buy this online. Try to think of an activity that can be practical and easy to redeem. You don't want the voucher to go to waste. And I definitely see that in homes when I'm decluttering and we've found vouchers that they got from the previous Christmas, but they haven't. So even setting up a space that you're going to place all the vouchers and they're in the one spot. So some ideas of experiences are tickets to concerts performances or sporting events. Think about their interests, what they enjoy, and then surprise them with the tickets. Another idea is a lesson or a class that they enjoyed. I've definitely done the online art classes for my daughter as a present before. I've been given golf lessons before. Maybe it might be pottery or a trampolining voucher or some sort of online class that they can access from anywhere in the world as well it could be a pass or a membership to an activity that they love so it's more of an ongoing thing the membership might be to go to the place like mini golf and it might be like three months of mini golf the driving range has been a real favorite of our families and it's like booking a little section for an hour that also has food and also your bucket of balls a batting cage of some kind it might be cricket it might be baseball bowling, indoor bowling, basketball courts, maybe they're like private basketball court that you could hire. It could be an art gallery or a museum, theme parks and zoos, which we have had for my family, trampolining parks as well. And we've had all of those and they have worked so well, especially the zoo when my children were really young. It gave us things to do on the weekend. And they were really excited about going and seeing the animals. And for us, it was actually three different zoo parks that you could visit. Another one I thought of is also a skate park that may be indoors or even a play centre and depending on the age of the child or the children. Another one is a one-time activity for the person and treat the person to an adventure, and activity that they'll enjoy. We've done this as a whole family, this is including my extended family and my parents have purchased tickets and it was like a ropes course and we went all together and the grandchildren, that was their Christmas gift, which was a great idea. Whitewater rafting, maybe it's an escape room, pottery, painting ropes courses are amazing and we've done those a few times maybe it's like a beauty session or a massage or even a fishing day there's just so many ideas out there it's like definitely finding out the interest of the child and then just googling and having a look and seeing what you can come up with movie passes and take the person to the movie and that way you know that they're going to use the voucher and it's not going to get lost in their home and you can enjoy the time together. The other two I really like when gifting an experience these are more your homemade so you could do a movie night in a box so give them a digital movie or like it's a rental for maybe Netflix for a month or Disney for a month and then put in it snacks and treats and drinks And you could also, maybe it's even ordering dinner, so it might be pizza. Another one I really love is a games night in a box as well. So putting together a box and include a game that you can play, the snacks, and then wrapping it up and giving that. That's a great gift that you can continue to use because you've got the game that you could pull out on certain nights and play. The next one is a practical present, and I'm very much a practical present person. When I'm thinking about my kids for Christmas, I use four categories, something that they want, something that they actually need, something they, they can wear, and something that they can read, and I'll use those four categories. But if you're thinking practical for extended family, it might be everyday items like books, pajamas, socks, they're all great, stocking fillers, bathers, beach towels. Goggles, obviously, we're going into summer, so our Christmas are more related to summer. But if you're in winter location, it could be ski gloves or jacket. It might be bedding. I've definitely given my kids quilt covers at Christmas time when they got new beds. Maybe they're starting school and it could be a school bag or a lunchbox that they want, and it could have the characters that they're into at the moment. Simple presents that are easy to find and easy to personalise as well. Just say your son needs a new hat why not get it with the character or brand he likes or maybe it's a t-shirt or socks and you think about the brand that they're into that's definitely something that my kids will be getting at Christmas time and they've been getting that since they were kids so they sort of expect to get those practical presents every year as well. My main takeaway from that would be think practical and also personal. Number three is gift cards. Gift cards make great clutter-free gifts because children can use them to treat themselves to something special or something they need or want or even like. So the gift card or cash towards something that they're saving for, like it might be something big like an iPad or a phone, a bike or a scooter. And one of the things that I have done with my kids is I've created a Christmas list in my notes section on my phone and I've shared it with them. And I've asked them to contribute some ideas to help me as well of what they'd like at the moment. Obviously, this is going to be your older range of kids, and not your younger kids. Also think about gift cards that have multiple places on them rather than just the one standard shop, because then it gives them a bit more choice as well. Number four is subscriptions. Some ideas for great subscription clutter-free ideas are Netflix, which I mentioned before, or Disney Plus or even a Spotify so that they don't have the ads at the end. Maybe it's an audible subscription so that they can listen to books. Maybe they're into books. Maybe it's an unlimited Kindle subscription. I'd love that one. And maybe it's even giving the person an actual e-reader and that's something that they can then enjoy. Maybe they've never even thought about that. And the final one is a magazine subscription. This is great because it could be something that they're really into, and then they receive that once a month or once a quarter and it can be recycled. It shouldn't add too much clutter to your home if the person is willing to give up the magazine at the end unless they're deciding to save them. Okay, so let's step back to how to declutter the toys, books, games before Christmas. This is going to be when there's going to be an influx of toys. I love to help families do this when it's close to birthdays, or even just before Christmas. And I have done a few of these with families at the moment, which is why I decided to do this podcast episode. So it means that there's space for new toys. It also means that you can look at the things that they've lost interest in, and it's a great chance to remove any broken toys when you go through it. So how to get started? I suggest you schedule a weekend so that kids can help. Kids can be quite tired. at the end of the year for the southern hemisphere so I think it works really well on a weekend now the best way to go about this is to gather all the toys together some kids will have toys in their bedrooms maybe you have lucky enough to have a toy room or a lounge area with toys but it's bringing all the toys all the games together and I know that might sound overwhelming especially if they're in multiple locations but until you have them all together you can't see how much you have and believe me, when I did this the other week with a little girl and she saw all the Barbies and we counted them and we had 23 Barbies in total, she said, hmm, I want a couple more Barbies for Christmas and I don't think I should get them with 23 Barbies. So she was more willing to and donate some of them because she really wanted the Barbies that she'd put on her Christmas list. So by seeing them, especially for kids, they're then more open to letting things go so the next step we did with her toys is categorize them she had a lot of barbies and dolls so we actually broke the categories down into the dolls the clothes and the items that they might play with whereas if you've got multiple different categories you might just pile all the barbie things together and all the dolls things together so it's like called macro and micro-organizing. Macro meaning we're breaking it down into really small categories within that one category. For Barbies example, it might be clothes, items, and also the Barbie dolls themselves, whereas the macro would be all the Barbies together. So depending on the different amount of categories you have, As to how you're going to divide them. And the next step is to declutter. Maybe there's looking at the ones that don't play with that anymore. So you could remove those and they might be able to be donated. And then it's looking at the ones that they do play with and whether they can let go of some of them, especially if they've got that on a Christmas list and they're hoping to get that as a present. Kids will get involved when they need to make a yes or no decision. That's it, it's just the binary decision: yes or no. They are so good at this. I think as parents, we don't give them enough opportunity to do this. We just think it's going to be overwhelming for them. They can also tell you what they play with together. This is one of the most important parts of doing it with them. So for example, they might have monopoly money, that they play with in the kitchen and then they might have like those little ushies or little other figurines that they play with in their doll's house and like the other day which actually it was the mum who knew it was a little dog and I thought it might go with the Barbies because it was a Barbie dog it went with the Paw Patrols it had become one of the Paw Patrol dogs so it's great when you can have kids involved because they will tell you which things they play with with which items. So, I want you just to think about your own bias that you might be bringing in and trying to hold back. Adults think too much about the price the money value, and also that emotional connection of who gave it to them. It might be a grandmother who's not alive anymore, but if the child doesn't have that connection to the item and is happy to let it go, then let them do that and maybe it's you that finds the spot for that particular item. It's a great way for us to encourage kids to make decisions for themselves rather than relying on us to make the decision for them and for them to really connect with their gut feeling. Do I want this or don't I? What what value do I have on that particular item? So some ways to help kids get on board with the decluttering is I have had items moved to a shed and set up a toy rotation that is my favorite because it means that children will then have a small amount of toys to play with but they haven't given away everything they've got another space if you've got space for this and you can then rotate them in and out I've just done another one which was my one of my favorites which is in a trailer and it now has some cupboards in there and then they're in little drawers and the drawers will be swapped over maybe it's also under a bed less out less overwhelmed more engaged and it's also remember easier to pack away for kids yourself this toy rotation is works really well especially when kids have too many of one type of toy so if they are the child that loves that particular they have every single thing that relates to that particular type of toy this is a great way to reduce it and have some outside some away it's not about them getting rid of it It's just about not having so much in one area. The next thing to help kids to get on board is donations, is looking at if they're going to get a toy in, what could we let go of? And give before we receive is a great motto to share with kids. When kids are more aware about the people who are less fortunate around us, they're definitely more inclined to share their toys, donate their toys. The other way to encourage decluttering is the thought of selling maybe some of their toys and then using the money either to buy something else for themselves or to then purchase that gift that goes under the giving tree or a present drive for those who are less fortunate. And just a side note, toy rotations is not for everyone because it does involve you being organized and making sure that you follow through and change the toys It works really well if you give the children the responsibility to that it's a set time or day that they change the toys over and having them involved in it uh, will help you to stay on track with it. But if you need help with that, that is definitely something to reach out and I'm happy to help you with that. The next bit would be looking at the storage of our toys. It's better to declutter first because then you may have less and therefore you don't actually need those storage ideas or what you think you need when you actually have less toys. Things to think about with storage is to use the storage container to create a boundary. For example, the cube units or the Ikea drawers for toys are great for boundaries. So if you say this is where we're going to keep the soft toys and there's no room for more soft toys, it's like, okay, well, we have to make a decision about what can fit into that space. Bookshelves are another great way of saying, well, we have this bookshelf is now full. Are there any of these books that we're not reading anymore that maybe we can let go? So I really like to use storage container as boundaries for children it's a really great visual for them to see as well also think about the containers that are easy to access and use it helps children to then be able to be independent and put things away if it's not a click container it's harder for them to see it's harder for them to know what's in it and it's also maybe difficult if it's got clips at the side for them to open. If it's things are up too high, they're not going to be able to put them away. A lot of kids are very literal. And when you say pack up the toys as well, they're going to then just put everything in one box possibly. So another great thing to think about are labels and using either words or photos. I really love getting kids involved in taking photos of their toys because then they're more inclined to use it as well. And they love seeing their photo of their actual toys on the boxes or the containers that you're using. Kids love to help put things away when it's easy. So we just need to set up these systems to make it really simple for them if we want it to be divided into different sections. I used to have a toy box for my kids that just had everything piled in. As they got a bit older, we then divided off and had smaller categories. But when they were younger, it was just the one toy box with everything in it. I hope you're able to declutter the toys before Christmas and be more prepared for the influx of gifts. If you need any help at all with any of this, please reach out and send me a message. Love to have a conversation with you and either set up a toy rotation or maybe it's just even a helping hand around getting your kids on board. Thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review this helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au. I'd like to acknowledge the Wathaurong people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.